Hello world, my name is Christine Sorensen. This podcast series is dedicated to the origin stories of artists that come to our organization in progress. Today we're very fortunate to have Yiling Vu with us. Yiling, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you first came across in progress. Yeah, hello everyone. My name is Yiling Vu. I came to In Progress when I was in middle school. I was introduced by a couple guys. It was in the classroom that I was writing lyrics, writing poetry, and one of the guys saw my writing, and he was like, whoa, I got this opportunity for you. You want to join? I'm like, sure. So I came out to In Progress, which was pretty close to me because I lived in St. Paul, this was when we were in downtown St. Paul, and I got introduced to the music studio and in the progress. And from there, that's when I got introduced to the music, the realms of music. We helped build the sound booth, the music studio, and then eventually I became, um, my natural talent was into teaching. So that's kind of the route that I went to. And, and what year was that, Yelling? That was probably year 2007, 2008, somewhere around that time. So you've been around for a long time. Yeah. Why do you keep coming back to In Progress? What brings that connection that keeps you moving and creating and being a part of who we are? I think it's the people here and the space that's provided for the people to really embrace themselves, their identity, and really enhance their skills. And they can even come here to just chill, really. But it is a place that brings artists together to inspire and uplift each other and support each other's work. And that really brought me back because it really, I haven't been back in like probably three, four years. And once I stepped back into this space, I felt like my creative side was inspired again. That every time I come in this space, I feel like I need to create and I need to put it out there and I need to be part of a bigger community who does work. And it's also great to see all the work that's being done that makes you want to feel inspired to be here and do the work as well. You had mentioned that you now work professionally with youth. Could you tell us a little bit about what that role is and maybe how some of the things that you've learned in progress have shaped that work? Yeah, I when I started here, I was a youth, barely going to college, mentoring youth. Well, and then I never imagined myself to be working with youth again until I went to the Indian Center and I was given this employment opportunity to work with youth and run the after school program. And it wasn't until there that I gained the skills through in progress mentoring and teaching youth that I can apply that at my workplace. And a lot of the work that we did there was pretty rigid. But at the same time, when you're working with kids, you can't really come to them at a direct approach. You got to come from a creative art approach. So a lot of the work that I started doing with the kids was introducing them to new mediums. I eventually got promoted to become a tobacco prevention coordinator. And a lot of that work was building confidence and self-esteem and resiliency for the kids, for the young kids. And a lot of that was introducing them to media, social media, into video work, Photoshop, just getting them into the realms of arts because that's something that they really enjoy doing. You know, we spend a lot of our time after school coloring, mentoring them, but also we wanted to tap to the creative side, which will help us perform and do the work at the same time. So my work really was transferable to my workplace. And I became a natural talent and leader to be able to lead these young people to do the work. That makes me feel really good. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm curious about now is uh, you continue to work as an artist. Uh, you're doing sculpture work. You're, you work in a lot of different arts disciplines. Can you talk a little bit about some of the work that you're doing today? Yeah, I was, my mom ran a charter school, a Hmong charter school here. And when she first started, she did a lot of the recruitment for families and the young people there. And they needed artwork for the space. So that's how I kind of got started into my 3D sculptural artwork and creating these uh, Hmong artifacts that we today wear as to identify us as Hmong people. But I wanted to blow it up and make it into something big so people can see. And now your everyday uh, jewelry. I really like going to sculpture parks and kind of seeing big things being blown up. So this gave me the idea to create something so big regarding the Hmong artifacts. So that kind of led me on the path to work with my own creativity and then eventually led me down to creating a lot of things in the work that I do every day. It's either thinking creatively or coming up with new ways to do things with the kids that I work with. Currently, I'm working on designing my own jewelry, designing my own just things I want to work with that I feel like I want to wear it every day or I want to see every day. So that's something that I started working on. When you look back on your life within progress, what is like a crazy good or even bad memory that you have? Uh, You know, just tell us a story about in progress, whatever it might be that just comes to your mind. Um, I think about when we were in downtown St. Paul, we were in 301, third floor, and Chris lived upstairs. And we were always sketchy about going upstairs because I I felt pretty uncomfortable going upstairs if Chris wasn't there, but it was okay for us to go upstairs. So we kind of threw like a small potluck, get together upstairs. And, you know, we were kind of scared that Chris was going to walk in on us, you know, (laughs) but... It was really a great space to be a part of because she built this place kind of to her own taking. And we really loved the way it laid out and how cozy it made us feel. So that's kind of one of the crazy ideas, throwing a party without Chris knowing. (laughs) I think that happened more than I realized. What kind of food did you have at the potluck? For sure, we had mon food there, sticky rice, mon sausage. People made pastas. We have Kool-Aid. During that day, we weren't able to bring alcohol. And even now... Um, just as a way to respect the space, but definitely was a spot to be at. When you think of artists that may just be coming across in progress, just might be starting, do you have any advice for them or um, thoughts about, you know, what that, you know, what their experience might be like? I would say dream big. I would say come here and don't be afraid to do what you need to do and express what you want to do because we can always find a space for you here or you can create your own stuff or your own work because here there's a lot of mentoring going on. There's a lot of resources and people, there's a whole network of people here who can really put you on the map. So I would say don't be afraid to come here and don't be afraid to come back until you're ready to start something, you know, because a lot of people start something, they don't finish, but they eventually come back and finish. Maybe that's 10 years down the road. But at the same time, once you start something deep down in the back of your head, you know you're going to need to go back to finish it. You know, it took me a while to finish my music videos because I was just, when I first started, I just started making music and things like that. I never wanted to do a music video, but I was like, you know what, it took me a while. It took me about three years to kind of figure that out and make a music video out of my music. Yiling, thank you so much for sharing. If um, something resonated with you about Yiling's story and you want to reach out to him, you can send us an email at 
in-progress.org, and uh, we'll be happy to make that connection. Thank you, Yelene. Yep, thank you. In Progress would like to thank the following sponsors. The F.R. Bigelow Foundation, the McKnight Foundation, the Metropolitan Regional Arts Council Flexible Support Fund, the Minnesota State Arts Board Creative Support Program. This activity is made possible by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board, thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. National Endowment from the Arts National Cares Act Program, St. Paul and Minnesota Foundation. Thank you to all our partners and sponsors.